tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, After Buzzers, to the League After Show. We're on Season 7, Episode 2, The Draft of Innocence. I'm your host, Christina Kaplan. I'm joined by... You're joined by George Hermosa. You can follow <laughs> me at G Hermosa on Twitter and on Instagram and even on MySpace. MySpace, really? You don't have a MySpace. Not anymore, not do since have, I was in middle school. Do you have a MyFace? No, I don't. You should have one. You should get one. I should, huh? Yeah. Taco signed me up. Yeah. Yeah, I brought it all back to bacon. Oh, gosh. You're so good at that. Or you could have a, what's it called? A Bill Belichick just recently called face, what did he call it? Like Insta face or something <laughs> on that, new, new social media that, coming up every day. That Bill makes me crack up because he never smiles. He's no. so like straight laced. It was good. Huh? Yeah. I've never heard this theme song so be so long. I know. I've I like the end of it. It's great. <laughs> um, anyways, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap and make sure you leave your comments, tweet us, like us, everything us. Thumbs up, five stars. <laughs> yes. Everything. Cause we want to know what you, he- we want to hear what you guys have to think, your questions about the episode, about the season since it's the final one. We're so sad. I mean, I'm, I'm going to recant a statement that you asked me last year, last year, uh, <laughs> last week about my favorite episode. And I thought about it. And I was okay. like, I think I was put on the spot, so I couldn't really think about it. So now that I've had a full seven days to think about it, my favorite episode of the league is Fear Boner. Oh, yeah? I don't know. The titles, I'm not 100%. It's the one so where he has one? a fear boner. <laughs> no, um, it's like, uh, how was it? Like... What was it about? A little it bit wasn't of, a the little soft bit of, pants. No, no, no. That one was funny though. But it was just like a a lot of. I mean, obviously, a lot of things always happen in these episodes. But um, uh, Pete meets some guy. He's gonna get Chicago Bears tickets, but he's gonna meet him at his apartment. So he thinks he's like gay, but he's not. But also, like they they see like a gay wedding. But the whole the whole title of the episode was because. Kevin uh, had a fear boner because he got scared one time and he got an erection. Therefore, they always made fun of him because um, he wasn't going to be the commissioner. Just things got too personal. But yeah, if it's on uh, Netflix, I know I have all the seasons on DVD. So yeah, sometimes I like to go back and watch it. That's why I know the name title of Fear Boner. I know. I feel like I need to go back once this season is over and like rewatch all the entire series again because there's just so many good episodes. I agree. This was but, a good episode as well. Yes, it was. Tonight's episode was different than anyone we've ever seen before. They kind of really played into Andre's likes, I guess you could say, his interests um, as far as the draft goes, which was funny. We'll get to that later because that was 
towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but we started out with an appearance by our man Russell. I like Russell. How excited were I, you to I've see Russell? I've always liked back? Russell from um, season one. I think he was on the first episode of the league, and then he kind of made sporadic appearances. And now last season, you know, he saw more of Russell. But yeah, I, I was really I like uh, those little always those comments that he makes. Just uh, obviously, he's a recovering sex addict. So just, I mean, I guess he's a big cheese lover too. Yeah, I didn't quite get that, um, why he had to stay away from cheese or. I can almost, I'm, maybe I need to go back, but maybe cheese is a trigger. I know he always talks maybe. about the triggers of, of his addiction, but. <laughs> yeah, and then he says he's going to Wisconsin and they're like, oh, isn't Wisconsin known for cheese? Isn't there a cheese fest? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, no. And of course, Taco puts him on blast. And he's like, didn't you tell me you were going there for cheese fest? So that was funny. A nice little cameo by our man, Russell. I just saw him in a movie. Like, it's it's a movie that came out years ago. I think, was he in I Love You Man? I know Nick Kroll was in I Love You Man. Mm. I think the guy who plays Russell is in as well. I don't know. I can't, I haven't seen that. If anybody knows. I love that us. movie. I haven't seen that in a while either. I have this big man crush on Paul Rudd. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. Yeah. So, Russell, we made it, he made an appearance. He was our only appearance today. We didn't have any NV, uh, NFL players. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I know we even had I mean, a- I guess they don't do it every single episode, but I just kind of assumed going into the final season mm-hmm. that they would really just do it big every episode. Especially during the draft, because we've seen Ocho yes. Cinco be on the draft episode and JJ Watt. But right. yeah, you would think that the draft episode would be a good episode to have an NFL player, but I guess we were wrong. We were wrong, but that's okay. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes sometimes. I'm sure somebody will be back next week. <laughs> yes. So we have the continuation of the drama between Pete and Megan and Andre. Mm-hmm. And Pete is just kind of beside himself. And rightly so. I think we both agreed last week that we would be annoyed if we were in that situation too. Um, but of course, Andre can't help himself and not, and it's in total Andre fashion where he's not deliberately trying to rub it in Pete's face as Ruxin or Kevin would do, mm-hmm. but he still, you know, has to bring it up because he, it's Andre and he's so geeked out on her that mm-hmm. he brings it up, which obviously offends and upsets Pete. I like that whole banter of, um, obviously in the beginning, in the beginning of the episode where Pete's not talking to Andre, so he's using Ruxin as kind of the middleman and Pete telling Ruxin to tell Andre something, but Ruxin, of course, being Ruxin, completely takes it up a notch and yeah. even finds another way and finds another excuse to make fun of Andre, which I loved. I know. I mean, it's not hard. I don't, I feel like for them to find an excuse to make fun of Andre, he's somewhat of a, um, easy target, you could say, just with his fashion alone. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Andre because he always gets the short end of the stick. And so finally, even though it is quote unquote, uh, you know, Pete's, sloppy seconds i guess you could say um i'm happy for him and i don't know let's let's advance into the couple's dinner because that's where we really got to see the dynamic between andre and And megan and jenny made a great comment to kevin did is it possible that megan (laughs) made andre more annoying what did you think were you did you agree that he is a little bit more annoying now i i agree he's more annoying but he wasn't as annoying as he was when he was with trixie True. Because that true. was like, oh my god, are you kidding me with this <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis? But uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, as the season progresses, I'm sure Andre will get even more annoying. 
Yeah. Because, yeah, with Trixie was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I mean, it was a great, great, great character. Trixie was actually really funny. And honestly, they played off well together. And, yeah, we do see Leslie Bibb and I don't know who's it, Paul Shear. Yeah. Uh, they, they play really well off each other as well. Yeah, it was funny. I... I feel like I want to go back and watch the episodes, the early episodes when she was still with Pete, because mm-hmm. um, I vaguely remember them and her, um, I guess, the way that she acted, which I know is much different than she's she is with Andre now. Mm-hmm. But they kept talking about the uh, bar tattoo or whatever, <laughs> where it was like fighting with whatever you had on you. Yeah. And later in the episode, we obviously get to see that unfold, but... It was annoying to me, and if I were in there that situation, I would be so frustrated because they literally like would repeat each person. Andre would say something, and she'd repeat what he said. Even and if you were there with like, yes, if I was at that dinner, dinner yeah. at that couple's dinner, I would be so annoyed. I agree. And then, of course, the boys, um, you know, are talking about the draft, and Megan's like, "Oh, Sophia, you should totally do it." Ruxin was just about to lose it because this is his sacred draft with his buddies. I will say this, though. Nothing is more attractive than a woman who plays fantasy football. Thank you. I won in both my (laughs) leagues this week. I lost in both my leagues. Damn. I won 147 to 93 in one league. Wow. Who was like your top uh, points getter? Uh, I had Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, wow. Both had like... 30 points, I think. <laughs> I had Carla, I had Gronk and Carlos Hyde on one team. And I had Peyton, And you lost? Well, I also had Peyton Manning and Calvin Johnson. Oh. I'm hoping that this is the one week where it's an anomaly because Peyton Manning only getting me like three points is like ridiculous. Yeah, he was bad this week. Don't even get me started. That was really bad. But yeah, that's besides. Yeah, I don't want to remind myself. I'm just going to keep playing DraftKings because uh, it's like one day. So I don't know. Keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, DraftKings... Definitely. But we'll see. Week, um, week two is a different week, but, uh, yeah, I, I always like these, uh, these episodes of the drafts too, because I always like to see how, like, how creative they get with the drafts. And I think Andre kept pushing, like, a theme draft. Right. Have you ever had a theme draft? I have not. I've never had a physical draft where you oh, actually go, yeah, we always just draft online because it's hard for everyone to get together. Um, but I think it would be fun to do that. Maybe not a theme draft, but it would be fun to actually get together and do it. When I first started playing fantasy football a while ago, it was always like a live, like everybody got together. And honestly, that was my favorite time of the year. Uh, just obviously throughout the, throughout the weeks and I would win or lose, but the draft was always something I look forward to. Obviously, we all got older priorities, et cetera, et cetera. It's been online the past few you know, years, but right. yeah, when we can get all together, uh, that's, that's actually the best dynamic. And I always look forward to that. Yeah. Cause it's fun because you're in person making, talking, talking smack yeah. and just making comments. Yeah. Yeah. So the couple's dinner, obviously they all had to lie to Pete about <laughs> where they were Poor going. Pete. Um, and Kevin and Jenny kind of ruined it since they both said opposite things. So they get home from this kind of crazy day. Well, actually, first, let's rewind. What did you think the whole pepper thing with Ruxin and the, <laughs> and the waiter was about? That was interesting. Uh, I thought it was a little random. As funny as it was at the time, I thought it was a little random, especially because they didn't really follow through with it. And, you know... Uh, later on in the episode it was just that one specific moment uh but i thought it was funny i i, I liked the whole i thought i thought that the waiter snapping at rux and it was funny and i thought 
that's what have got Ruxin's respect because obviously we've seen Ruxin in a lot worse scenarios as far as um, being, you know, kind of like a prick. Right. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of out there, but I was a little disappointed that they didn't really follow through with it in the rest of the episode. Yeah, because it was, to me, it just, I think maybe where they were trying to go with it was just him lashing out because he obviously Sophia has put him on a diet mm-hmm. so yeah. I think maybe it's just the control factor of not being able to eat what he wants I think that was where they were trying to go with it but I thought it was it could have been executed a little bit better because it was a little confusing yeah. um but yeah it's funny Ruxin always I feel like he always gets into those situations where he ends up blowing up and freaking out <laughs> and like just exploding on somebody and it's funny uh to see that those scenarios play out for sure but okay so like i said they all have to lie to pete they get home kevin and jenny get home and pete is there sitting in their house mm-hmm. all upset at them and then rafi pop- pops up of course from behind the couch because where, where where else would he be <laughs> uh at least at least we know that they got rid of the porta potty though yes so that was a little relieving but uh, Roxy, yeah, Rafi with it. I almost said Roxy. Shout out Roxy's <laughs> Um Rafi shows off his new girlfriend. I, I guess, guess you can say that. You could call it. What did you think of that? I thought it was funny, and I thought it was wrong. But also, obviously, then that's what I follow up on what I said last week is the good thing about Rafi. It must be so easy to write for him because you can literally do anything and yeah. it'll make sense. Fast forward to this week. They literally had a watermelon with a hole in, you know, the front and then a hole on the bottom. And I thought just that whole dialogue I thought was funny. Like, oh, was that with the whole consensual? Like, oh, this was, but this one wasn't. And I was like, oh, God, Rafi. I shouldn't be laughing, but this is funny. Yeah, no, he, Rafi always is the one character that they really push the limits Mm -hmm. with as far as what he says, does. You know, all of those kinds of things. So it didn't surprise me that, but it was like, it was a little bit disgusting. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Although going back a, a few minutes too, <laughs> would you ever buy or own a napkin glove? Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot about Taco's napkin glove. I think it's a good idea because there's so many times that, I don't know, it's just easy, it'd be easier to just wipe your face mm-hmm. with your hand and then not have to keep grabbing and, like, let's say you're eating ribs. Mm-hmm. A napkin glove would be perfect. Well, not really though, because you'd have to hold the ribs. I'm trying well, to think of- hold it with one hand and then have the napkin on the other hand. Yeah, but you have to hold a rib with two hands to eat it, usually. Well, I mean, it depends how big the rib is. True. Maybe like baby back ribs, you know? But, like, let's just say you are eating something that's messy. It just would be easy to just go like that. Or and what if you have a napkin glove over the napkin glove that you eat, you know, once you're so done you eating. So you eat and then you take the and napkin glove off. And then you take glove off, off the napkin glove. Wow, <laughs> you see? Not just much. the hat rack. <laughs> that's too much. What about a uh, crotchet dog? Would you eat one of those? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, pass. Um, I will a say pocket, this. Pocket dog, though? Pocket dog's a good idea. But a crotchet dog, a crotch, no. It's just a little too much. Um, I <laughs> he said that, he kept it, it kept it warm, kept though. It warm. That was, that, that, that was funny. Yeah. But, um, I will say this, though. Taco, at times, she does have good ideas. Like, I think, uh, a few seasons back, he had a thing called Netflix. Kind of like a Netflix, but for ties. Yes, I was yes, like, That's actually yes, pretty yes. brilliant. Like, if you really think about it, uh, whatever's it? Of course, the EBDB. Yeah. Which Mark Cuban bought. So obviously it had to be a good idea. But yeah, I thought the pocket glove was a good idea as well. Yeah. Um, 
most of the yeah most of the inner uh the in what am i trying to say the inventions not interventions (laughs) the inventions that taco comes up with are like kind of stupid genius you know it's like so simple and dumb almost but smart like use and you could actually use it simple enough where it's like huh how come that never even crossed my mind right exactly and they obviously taco being the idiot savant that he is you know comes up with all these i wonder what the next idea is going to be i'm going to think about that in the The next seven days the only flaw i can see with the napkin glove though is how okay what happens if you used it so many times it's dirty like you take out the other one. You just have to have more napkin gloves. The well, then that glove. makes no sense because that's just like having a napkin. Well, maybe. You know? Well, I guess the whole point of it is just to wipe your face with your hand. I don't There's know. still a few flaws to work out, Taco. I'm, I'm clearly. more of the undershirt kind of guy. I use my undershirt as the as a napkin. Really? No. I was going to say that's kind of gross. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Yes. So another couple that had a little bit of an issue Sophia and Ruxin when Ruxin thought that she was going to be able or she was going to come to the draft and she starts saying yeah and like I'll just pick one pick and then you'll pick one and we'll just flip off and then maybe we'll leave in the middle I mean it's 13 rounds so and Ruxin's just like trying not to explode and cry and scream at the same time I mean and he she even said it she's like oh I'm going to be a little bit late so obviously we're probably going to miss the first three rounds it's like that's probably the most important rounds of everything. Exactly. Even if you do auto pick, like, yes, you'll get the top player, but it's not going to be necessarily who you want. It depends so. who, because Yahoo has some horrible, horrible rankings. Really? Yeah. See, I do it on NFL and ESPN, oh, so yeah. I've never done it on Yahoo before. Yeah, I don't like the rankings. Interesting. Yeah, but Good I think it's easy. Know. I think it's easy to use. Yeah, and. Yahoo's scoring is usually different because I know my brother and my mom and my dad were in a league. Uh, my brother really helped my mom. It wasn't like he had his own team, really. But their league scored so much differently. It was like percentages or not never, percentages, oh, like, like decimal points. points. Yeah. yeah. I've never been a big fan. You can set it. You can set it for that. You know, it doesn't have to be that. Uh, the, the Yahoo leagues that I'm in right now, they're not based on decimals, but I've been in some before. And it is very, very frustrating when you lose by 0. 0.02 points. Yeah. No. And, oh, my God. Like, I, I think I broke a record many, a number of things during that week. Well... I'm sorry. But it's okay. It's three years ago. <laughs> I'm over it. Obviously, I'm over it. Not not obviously. Yeah, no, obviously not. <laughs> All right. So let's fast forward then to the actual draft. Um, what was... So they even titled it The Draft of Innocence, which mm-hmm. was the title of the episode as well. Um, they had... Uh, what are they called? Um, you know, fancy invitations where you had to bring a plus one mm-hmm. and you, I don't know, did you have to RSVP? Did it say? I think it? so, yeah. 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 Um, which is not typical of a football, fantasy football draft. So, of course, they were all, you know, this is just so Andre. Yeah. I mean, back when I used to draft, obviously with a group of people, it's all right, cool. The drafts at this time, bring the beers, bring the chips. Cool. Be there. But yeah. no, none of this invitation, no. dressing up this, even ta- even Taco got a perm. Yeah, that's because Andre sent his hair guy over, which is just such an oxymoron since Andre has no hair. <laughs> and of course, Taco, I don't think I've ever seen him comb his hair to begin with. Uh, so it was kind of weird seeing him in that, in that hairstyle as it was. Yeah. Um, Taco, I actually kind of liked his hair like that. I'm really? not going to lie. 
<laughs> it looked kind of cool. I was about to say cute. I can't say cute when I'm describing a guy's hair. Really? It looks kind of cool. I don't know. You should get your hair like that next week. I thought about getting a perm when I was in high school, but everyone told me, don't do it because my hair is like stick straight. Really? And apparently a perm like really damages your hair. Oh. So in case you were wondering, in case you wanted to get one. I mean, I was thinking about it. But you might need to grow your hair out a little bit more. It's actually surprisingly very long. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty long. It actually, it goes probably down to like here. Well, they're perfect. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe next week you'll see me with that taco hair. Right. Well, we'll see. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, so everyone shows up in their costumes. Like you said, Taco's hair was all crazy. Um, whose costume was your favorite? I like Kevin's. Kind of has a like very a, tiny Tim. What's it called? Chimney sweep? Something like yeah. Very tiny Tim from like a Christmas Carol. Just looks like he had that little. He looked like a little bum, if anything. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of like that. And plus, I just like Kevin in general. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I liked. I would have to say I'd go with Megan's because she her dress was prettier than Jenny's, and she had the little lace mm-hmm. um, umbrella too, yeah. which was cool. But yeah, so it's funny. Where and where did they have it? Did you? Did they say was it at some kind of restaurant or something? It looked, it looked like, like a it. themed restaurant too. Because it looked like it looks like he just rented the room though. Yeah. Because I think Kevin made a comment where he said he saw the valet. See, he knows the valet guy, but and I think he said uh, you couldn't just rent out the whole place. So it looks like it was just that specific room. Plus, it looks like they were coming in through curtains or something. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It almost reminded me a little bit of. Um, What's it called? Magic Castle? Have you been to Magic Castle? No. I've heard about it though. It's pretty cool. It's fun. You have to be like a member to be able to go, but, right. um, you have to you, dress up. You have to, well, you have to dress up like in black, not black tie, but in formal kind of like guys have to wear a suit and a jacket. So I can't wear what I'm wearing right now. No, you can't wear your Dodgers jersey. Oh, you The Dodgers won tonight, by the way. Go Dodgers. What? what? Yeah. Now, I'm not even gonna, I don't, we don't need to tangent into some Dodger talk because we've got Dodgers Route 360 for that on Sundays. So make sure you watch it. It's okay to plug other shows. It is, I know. Get people to come back to watch more After Buzz TV shows. There you go. By the way, Total Divas, Tuesday night. Ooh. 10? No, I don't even know what time we're on. 10? Yeah, 10, 10 p.m. Total Divas. And I'll be on this Sunday for, to wrap up, uh, Night of Champions by the WWE. There you go. It's okay. We can plug other shows. We plugged it. All right. But back to the draft. So they start the draft and get, I don't know, maybe five or six, or did it look like they were past six rounds before they realized that Andre hadn't drafted anyone? What would you do if that happened to you? Oh, man. That, that, I, I wouldn't even brought it up, to be honest with you. I would have just let him have whoever's left. Well, it, how can first of all, how can you forget to draft for your own team? And second of all, I don't even know. I if I were him, I probably would just not play in the league that year because there's no chance of you winning. Yeah. After you've gone through however many rounds with eight people. Well, speaking of which, too. Speaking of which, as well. I guess Chuck, Mister Gum, sitting yes. in gum. He's gone because I guess yes. he has cancer of the gum. Apparently. Well, they didn't say cancer. They just kind of alluded to it. Yeah. But uh, I guess everything, he's going to get replaced by a coin? Yeah. Like, how would that even work? I didn't understand that either. I think they just meant if they had question, they would flip, a, flip coin a coin or something. Yeah. I don't know. I was confused by that part, too. I suppose that they just, I mean, I guess Rafi's that bad where they couldn't just ask him to be in the league again. Yeah, no, I think they just didn't, they legit didn't want him in the <laughs> Probably, league. Probably, yeah. 
But Kevin, I mean, uh, Pete brought Rafi as his plus one mm-hmm. because see, then that, I mean, yeah, I guess just everyone doesn't like him because they were so upset that he was there. Um, <laughs> no, because they, they just know that he's going to do something where it's like totally going to embarrass everyone else. Which he did because he thought it was a slave auction, not a fantasy football draft. So he's like, well, everyone on this auction is black. I know. I, I loved his reasoning behind it. I was like, wait, I don't get it. Aren't we picking players? And They're then Andre's black. like, well, we haven't got to the kickers yet. <laughs> but I did notice they should have, what they should have said was that Gro- Rob Gronkowski got chosen. Uh, Jenny picked him in the first round. So that was one yeah. non-black player mm-hmm. on the, 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 uh, draft Plus board. Plus all the quarterbacks too. Yeah. Well, Andrew not Rock, all of yeah. them. Well, most but of most them. of them, most yes. But so then, of course, Rafi brings in some Asian woman, probably from the kitchen or something, mm-hmm. to try and auction her off. I've They just push the boundaries with his character to the point where it's almost like, that's kind of like really offensive, but I kind of want to laugh. I don't know. <laughs> don't supposed, you agree? Am I supposed to laugh? I, I, I'm thankful in the point of like, I probably can't get offended. Like, I challenge anyone to offend me. Yeah. To the point. Like, so, yeah, I don't really get offended. I'm not saying that it might not be offensive. I can recognize when something is offensive. I just don't personally find it offending. Uh, with that said, yes, I did feel a little guilty for laughing. Just bringing the whole thing up. Like, it, I don't know. It, <laughs> typical, yeah. But like you said, it, it's, that's Rafi though. That's like I said, you can just do anything you want with Rafi. That's a good thing about him. Yeah, totally. He's, one of those characters where, and, and it's funny when I was at the premiere, Nick Kroll was telling me that, um, I, the name, the name of the actor that plays Rafi is escaping me right now, but he said Jason that. Jason something? Jason Mutsakis? It's like, it, yeah, it's a Greek name yeah. for sure, but, um, he said that he's so close with him in real life that, and the, that his character is so different than, mm-hmm. obviously, than Rafi. And so it's sometimes it's hard for him or, um, not confusing, but when he does scenes with him, because mm-hmm. he knows this true, like, genuine, nice, kind guy, and then he does these outrageous scenes or has these crazy offensive lines and stuff, and it's just so funny to watch him perform it and do it so well when it's nothing like mm-hmm. him in real life. Yeah. I'm hoping that we'll see. I think I said it last week, too. I'm, I'm hopefully, now that it's the last season, I'm hoping we see at least one more Dirty Randy appearance. Yes. Well. I think they have to. With the last season, it's already they've brought back a few characters mm-hmm. from previous seasons. So I feel like they really have to bring back Dirty Randy. At least one more time. At least one more appearance because he's the best. He's so funny. Seth Rogen is so great. I agree. I spe- I really really agree. Maybe another Dirty Randy and Rafi specific episode. Do you Maybe think? I will say this though. I did not like how they drafted. Yeah. Did you like that the no. whole auction thing? No, I thought it was. I don't like that. I I don't know a lot of people that do it that way because I feel like so. I don't even understand. Actually, did they have like a certain amount of money to draft, and then after they run out of their money, do what, what they just get? I don't know because I know at first I thought they were playing with real money, uh, but then they kind of just made the comment as you know you ran out of fantasy dollars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't get it. Like especially like Le'Veon Bell. I know he's good. I know he's but he's only what two three games two games three games two games. Like why is he going for that much? You know because people are projecting that even with a two game suspension he'll still have a better year than the rest of the running backs. But week one and week two is so pivotal. 
Not really. Okay, you're right. I started, <laughs> I started last year, I started 0 and 4, and then I went like on a seven game winning trick. And did you win? No. Oh. I came in like fifth. Bummer. Yeah. But well, I mean, I, I just don't think he was that. I, I wouldn't never pick him. And I mean, first off, top pick I think should have been Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles, and Adrian Peterson. So I think those guys should have been like the top value guys. Hmm. You don't agree? Um. Mm, not that I don't agree. I think that Le'Veon Bell is the most talented out of all those guys, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. The youngest the two, as well, I'm sure. Yeah, the yeah. two-game suspension really doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot. I had D'Angelo Williams on my team for week one, and since Le'Veon Bell obviously was out, he actually went off and did really well. They mm-hmm. ran the ball a lot with him. So I think that he is definitely worth the top pick. Him and Adrian Peterson, even though everyone's making a big deal about AP not having a great first week, but mm-hmm. it was because they he only carried the ball like 10 times or something really small, like a very small amount mm-hmm. for what you would expect in a top running back. So that really wasn't his fault that they didn't give him the ball. So I'd say those two are the top would mm-hmm. be the top two guys for me. Mm. But... What did you think of that uh, Jason Pierre-Paul comment that they made? Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. So basically it was when Andre figured out that he hadn't drafted anyone and Ruxton goes, oh, looks like this draft is blowing up in your face just like a firework in front of JPP. As soon as you said firework, I'm like, he's going to make that comment. <laughs> it was so funny. Is it too soon? No, not yet? No, because JPP just Instagrammed a photo or a video of him like pushing a sled the other day or yesterday, I think mm-hmm. it was. So he's back like working. So I don't think it's too soon. I think he's he's okay. He'll okay. Be okay. That's good. That's he's good. just missing fingers, but he'll be okay. I mean, so. as long as his legs work, I'm sure yeah. that's the, what matters when you're a linebacker. Well, not really because... Because you have to be able to grab people and like hold people, not hold obviously, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like you have to be able to use your hands. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. We'll but so, all right. So how, I forget now, how did the duel come about between Andre and Pete? Because Pete was getting a little upset, of course, you know, just the whole situation. And then Andre kind of snapped back and he just kind of slapped him with that little That's right. He thing. slapped him. And so he challenged him to a duel, which I wasn't expecting. Yes. Like, we saw this side of Andre that I've never even seen before. I know last season he kind of, they kind of showed him off as being a little cool, you know. Obviously he had Jay Glazer in his ear the whole yes. time. Uh, but yeah, even now it's like, wow, I didn't know Andre was such a badass. So he's all challenging people to duels. They go outside, telling people they can't challenge, or you gotta accept the duel. Of course, Rafi's here, and then we see, uh, the, going back to the, uh, Asian woman. Yes, and her backup, her her mafia, her mm-hmm. posse comes to right her wrong for trying for them trying to auction her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think Andre's trying to really, or maybe not trying to show off, but more so that he's just got more confidence mm-hmm. now that he's with Megan, and you know she seems to be so into him and everything. I think it's just kind of like given him that extra confidence that he didn't have before because then he gets in the fight. So while Pete walks up to try to, you know, calm the people and they punch him in the stomach. Hmm. And so Andre goes up and does his, what is it, bar tattoo Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fights everyone and becomes basically the hero, which is something you would have never seen in past uh, episodes. So 
I thought that was pretty funny, and I think we're kind of just seeing, finally, at the end of the series, Andre's just, like, coming into his own and, like, starting to be maybe not so much of the uh, whipping boy, so yeah. to speak. And it's funny, because thinking about Andre's character, uh, even from the beginning of the, of the, of the series, he always kind of does random things as far as, like, takes a yoga class or runs a marathon or just all these done random things. Who's to say that he hasn't taken, like, a karate class <laughs> at some right. point? Uh, you know, his character definitely would take one, so maybe that's what happened. Well, that's what they were talking about in the beginning at the couple's dinner. Um, he and Megan were talking about, you know, all their training and yeah. bar tattoo or whatever. So I don't know what exactly it entails, but mm-hmm. clearly it worked. Because I want to take that class. Yeah. If anything. I, if I, yeah. I, I hate those fight scenes like that, though, because in real life, all the other people, they're all going to attack you at once. It's not going to be a one-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's always like that in movies, which is, I always think is funny. But anyways, so, all right. I mean, we had a pretty good show today, a pretty good episode. I'm excited for the rest of the season because I feel like they're really trying to do stuff very differently than in the past. Um, yeah, it's too bad. Like I said, we can't do real predictions because we don't get to see any previews for the next episode. We just got to be creative with it. Just think of whatever can happen. Okay, Because obviously, especially with now, we, we, we both knew that the draft episode was going to come up, so that was today. Now next year, well, next week is season one, or yeah, week one. All right, so let's go into our fake real predictions then. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Well, we can call them our fantasy predictions. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, so go ahead. I think, obviously, we're going to see more of Megan, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's week one. I think it's going to be... Uh, no, I don't think... I think it's too soon for Andre to be against Pete. I think that's going to be maybe later in the episode, later in the season, maybe like week eight. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. Week one, maybe Ruxin against the coin, and then maybe, or if anything, the coin might be uh, undefeated. Then they're all going to think it's a bad idea that they put in such a random situation. So, I think Megan is going to win the first week, whoever she goes up against. Wait, is she? I don't think she's in that league, though. I think she's in her own league. No, I think she's in that league. Huh. I think so. Because it was always an A team, right? It was uh, Andre, Ruxin, Pete. Taco, Kevin, Jenny, Russell, and the coin. Okay, so maybe she's not then. <laughs> I mean, I think she's going to win her league. I think she's going to be... she, And maybe to the point where people are going to be asking her for advice because she's doing so well in her league. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Maybe that that's what will happen is she's dominating and then... Do people ask you for advice? Yeah, a lot of people actually do. Really? Because they just want to... They think that I know, like, inside information from working at NFL. You do, right? I mean, sometimes I do, but for the most part, I get the information when everyone else does. Okay. <laughs> when I'm there and we have breaking news, though, yeah, it's it's kind of cool because we get the call first before it's ever published on any um, media outlet, which mm-hmm. is cool, but... Yeah, and it's and it's nice because I kind of have all the analysts and the fantasy experts and stuff at my depo- disposal, so I can ask them during the the show. So I'm thinking about playing this guy. Like I picked up Tyler Eifert like at the last minute last week, and mm-hmm. he went off and had a great game. Yeah. So that was due to Elliot Harrison, one of our fantasy experts at NFL Network. So thank you, Elliot. But you know your stuff too, though. I do, I do. But sometimes you know when I'm questioning a new or a, either a new player, a rookie or somebody that's not really established mm-hmm. or who's projected to have a good season and I'm not really sure, I'll just get some a second opinion, you know. That's good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, like we said earlier, please comment, rate us, everything, tweet us. George, tell them where they can find you, you on can social media. Find me on social media on Instagram and on Twitter at G Hermosa. It should be like around that area of the screen. Yeah, G Hermosa right there. G H E R M O Z A. And you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. No MySpace for me. <laughs> Just Instagram and but Twitter because I am for, in 2015. But you might sign up for a MySpace. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll see you also next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Buzz TV.